Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is hump day, everybody. Okay. Good morning, niggas and friends. All right. I want to welcome all of y'all to the Earth is Ghetto podcast this morning. My name is Brigitte Sid Noir Sidwich. Please don't call me a bitch. And my lovely co-host. It's your boy Aaron, aka Bush Queen, giving you all the tea and all the shade. Earth is ghetto. I wanna leave. Amen. Amen. Harmonizing on that this morning. Okay, so <laughs> we have we no uh we have um I feel like an awesome show for you guys today. Um the first topic that we're just going to just really jump into and tackle. Um, I feel like that, especially uh, this is a black queer, queer podcast. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, and <laughs> I want to make sure that everybody knows that. So therefore, there's going to be um, a lot of criticism of capitalism. And because there's a lot of criticism on capitalism in this podcast, uh, we have a lot of reasons for it. And um, I feel like this kind of stand culture, because it feels like this is just another form of stand culture. Um, we really kind of have to get into why we really will defend billionaires to the very ends of the earth, um, especially black billionaires, no matter what it is, what kind of damage that they could possibly be doing with their companies. Um, you know, Rihanna, I'm sorry. I love you, girl. But like, <laughs> I have to talk about it. Like Fenty has um, factories in India and they have been flagged for like different types of infractions and uh, possibly child labor. And then she, and then on the flip side of it, I believe there was like Indian people who were protesting in the country and she wanted to let them know that, hey, I stand with you. But I was like, you stand with the ones you don't employ? <laughs> so I don't, so listen, so listen, and, and I, and I gotta say, I, I love Rihanna, but I'm not going to pretend that that also isn't happening. And I feel like people need to realize that we have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, you know, we have Jay-Z, who's another billionaire. Who, and, the, and I feel like the reason that we have this love affair with billionaires is because I feel like there's a portion of hundredaires out there that think that billionaires will save them. Mm. I feel like a lot of them think, oh, well, their leg up is my leg up. When we all, we already know, especially if you go to anybody's economic class, uh, like that trickle down doesn't trickle down to, <laughs> to those who are on the lowest rung. And sadly, those who are on the lowest financial rung are usually the ones who are creating the biggest defense for these billionaires, which I feel like the irony is astounding already. Um, so I want to go ahead and um, I, oh, we already have messages. <laughs> that hey, was Wilton. early. <laughs> hey, Wilton. Screw those billionaires. Ashe. <laughs> I heard somebody okay. say that with Rihanna's company that there's some Indian children working for them in the slate sweatshops or something like that. I don't know how true that's supposed to be. I I was reading some articles on it and it seems like sadly it has some validity, maybe not to the extent that some people are trying to push, but to any extent is enough. And I feel like a lot of people are also riding on those coattails. Well, it's not as bad. And I'm like, bitch, that's not an excuse. You know, 
Like, that doesn't make it better, bro. It's a possible chance maybe Rihanna doesn't know too much about all that. Who knows? Ain't no telling what's going on behind closed doors that well, we don't well, see. This is this the, there. This is a possibility that she is at the the top and she doesn't know what's going on with some of the uh, work stuff over like on the uh, I, I guess on the bottom rung of her uh, corporate business because that would be like the very uh, the very first piece very first piece which would be production. So maybe that's not something that she's privy to. However, I feel like that type of irresponsibility cannot be condoned. You pleading plausible deniability can't be okay anymore in this day and age. I'm sorry. Like, even if you don't like, that's like giving Travis Scott. Well, obviously the, the issue with Travis Scott is a little bit different. He's incited all kinds of things at his, um, at, at his um, concerts or what have you. So obviously that's a little bit different, but in the same way, you can't just because, oh, I'm the name. I can't, can go ahead and just claim plausible but deniability because, oh, I'm just so rich that I don't know what's going on in my company. I don't think that that's okay either. Right. I think this is why I try not to, um, especially like when it comes to black billionaires, black capitalism and the Jay-Z's of the world, as to say. I this is why I don't really use words like black excellence because when we because we equate Jay-Z to black excellence or like white acceptance of like performing whiteness. And this is why I really I stopped using that term because every time we bring up the terms black excellence is always has to do with proximity to whiteness or white acceptance. I get the vision well, behind it. I, but you know what? what I have to push back a little. I have to push back a little. Only because it's like, I use black excellence for things that have nothing to do with money. Like what the fuck we're doing right here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, that is fucking black excellence. Every time we are communicating with other um, uh, black um, gay ac activists who are starting their own communes or, or you know whatever we're building for each other to get um, for ourselves to get to the next step. And sometimes I feel like for us, just being happy, just going after our dreams needs to be classified as black excellence. So I propose it's a term that we need to be able to take back from um, the cap from back black capitalists where they only say black excellence when they're on a yacht or when they've bought something or when they have purchased a car. And when people say congratulations, right. which I never understood. Why do you, when you buy a car, they're just like, congratulations. And I'm just like, you paid for a car. What do you, I need it. Okay. You know what? That's good. Whatever, <laughs> whatever works for you, I guess. But I, I feel like, yeah, you I know what, what I'm saying? Um, for example, like blood diamond and people say oh black excellence i'm like <laughs> no. oh ma'am that is not no we suffered for that no 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 that's not is that black excellence just because you put the blood diamond on black people that doesn't make it excellent now like if you really wanted to make a statement you would put that same blood diamond on that dirty ass child who dug it up who's got blood all over them inside the that's what you would really do if you wanted to make a statement make sure they go ahead and wear the fucking diamond because i need you to know how you fucking got it but a mm -hmm. we we would be proposed as too extreme for most so it's okay um 
I want to get into this voice note, but I want to make sure that you guys are paying attention to the article that was um, actually just pinned um, into the topic that um, Aaron is going to go ahead and read some excerpts, some excerpts from. God, I can't get my words together this morning. I am just like all over the place. I'm the same way. Um, right. So in this article, it, this article talks about why we are so quick to defend billionaires just by default. So nearly 40 million Americans have filed for unemployment while most are still being charged rent. People are losing health care left and right. And of course, almost 100,000 people have died in the U.S. alone due to COVID. But you wouldn't be able to tell this from the news cycle as it relates to billionaires, many of whom have been profiting amidst the same pandemic that's killing tens of thousands of and uprooting untold lives. Last week, it was reported Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos is on track to become the world's first trillionaire. While this week, Tesla CEO Elon Musk announced his new factory will open in Austin, Texas, extremely quickly. Of course, at the same time, Bezos is nearing $1 trillion. His company has been busting unions, pushing workers for organizing and denying living wages and sick leave. Not to be outdone, Musk, Elon Musk has spent the last few weeks violating county, county policy until recently and forcing factory workers to return to work or be put on unpaid sick leave. This after already furloughing workers and cutting pay at the beginning of the pandemic, all while making $12.9 billion in the first months of 2020 alone. <clears throat> Despite being the most annoying people on your social media feeds, billionaire defenders are arguably just a symptom of a greater issue, the, impenetra <clears throat> the impenetrability of the capitalist system to even the most valid criticisms in popular discourse. Elon Musk defenders, who have more recently become the most annoying members of the billionaire defense squad will shield him from nearly every valid criticism by citing the fact Tesla has created jobs. And if California doesn't open, those jobs could leave, but it's not enough to just keep jobs somewhere and not enough to employ people. I can't believe it has to be said, but those jobs actually need to be fairly compensated and exist in safe, healthy environments. They'll also try to point out that not all, not all a billionaire's net worth is liquid, like how most of, Elon Musk's nearly $41 billion net worth includes assets like real estate, and he's had to sell seven of his mansions, as if any of us should feel sorry for someone who was able to acquire seven mansions in the first place, just because they don't have the value of those properties on hand as cash. That's just a, a piece of it. It's a lot to that article exposing all the tea. Listen, I, and I think there was another piece in there when you were um, researching last night for this morning's show that you read. I'm going to have to uh, go through it. We might go back to it. But I feel like we have to under, we have to really dissect why psychologically we are so intoxicated by these type of people. Why is the 1% someone that we are willing to defend? That doesn't make any sense to me. And what I what I also, and we've said this before, but what I also need people to understand is you don't become a billionaire without having to exploit someone. They love saying Kylie Jenner was a self-made billionaire. Bruh, get the fuck, get the fuck, get the fuck. Listen, we're not <laughs> gonna look at this. Listen, don't even bring that duck bitch. Listen, you know what? We're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it. Whew, sorry. That uh, she be triggered that that whole article that came out when they named her um, one of the mo the self made millionaires uh, billionaires I'm sorry 
I was so disgusted because I also need other uh, a lot of people to understand. Once you are in the billions, a lot of your shit is not self-made. I just I just need to be perfectly honest with you. Um, Wilton. My idea of black excellence is somebody who has money, who does something good for the their for the black community, and is a good person all around. They don't necessarily have to have money to do anything good. They can probably be like somebody that helping out in the community, but definitely somebody who's on the up and up and has no type of deceit. This helps the black community basically. No, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. You're uh, See, I just feel like um, there's already so much pressure on Black people that I want them to put their happiness first and call that excellence because we have to remember that in this country, that's not something that Black people have historically done. We've done what we've had to. We've done, we have done the long suffering, the religion bullshit. We've done all of it. And I feel like we need to, we need to, perpetuate you just following your dreams as fucking excellent because that's not something that we've been told to do especially those of us who have parents who want to push them to be nurses and doctors and engineers and if you're not that then you're not worth shit so I, you know what i mean i found a, another good piece I'm, I'm so glad i found it go ahead so the crux of what most internet billionaire defenders are saying is that in so many words this is just the way things are Yet it's almost paradoxical how delusional this quote-unquote realism is. Many who defend billionaires are likely one or two missed paychecks away from economic ruin. Still, they preach as if following all the rules of the system will someday make them billionaires themselves, as if billionaires are billionaires because of hard work and not other factors like luck, generational wealth, and exploitation. Rather than be critical of the morals of those who massively benefit from rapidly growing wealth inequality, or the eight billionaires who own half the world's wealth, while so many of us are forced to crowdfund basic health care, they're essentially saying we should just be grateful for employment from them, even if that employment is rooted in exploitation. More often than not, those who defend billionaires like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos are the same people being directly or indirectly exploited by them. When Bezos reaches $1 trillion, that's $1 trillion made off the backs of the most marginalized communities and also $1 trillion that could otherwise be supporting the basic needs of the rest of the society. I'm, I'm so, I think that's exactly the piece that I was um, thinking of that I wanted you to go back and read. So I'm glad you were able to go ahead and find that. Um, and <clears throat> I'm sorry, I just wanna put out there and notice that in the article it said, it's usually the ones who are one to two paychecks away from economic ruin. Those are usually the ones. And I also want to go ahead and just step into the psychology of those people. And I understand exactly where they're coming from. I do, especially when they see, because we have been intoxicated and indoctrinated by uh, white patriarchy, so therefore capitalism, when you see uh, when you see black people, doing the same things that white people have been able to do, buy up all these companies, so on and so forth, where you feel like you're winning somehow. And I feel like what's lacking is the intersectionality of it all. Like just because that person is black and they're making billions of dollars, doesn't mean that they're not exploiting people on the bottom as well. 
And I feel like people need to really understand that. We just had um, Dave Chappelle walk into um, a community that he was investing um, $65 million, I think, inside of. And they were trying to... Um, um, they were trying to acquire um, affordable housing in that same neighborhood. And he came in saying, I will take in, take off all this money if you do that. Now, the now the other side of it is they were saying, well, basically that the um, affordable care of the, the affordable housing that they were giving um, the what whatever plan that was, it was a shitty plan. And that's why he said no. Now, obviously, we just have to wait to see if they ever put in affordable housing in order to prove if that's correct or not. So I am going to just go with the thought that that is not something that his capitalist asked wanted. Sorry, I'm just, that's, that's, that's just what I'm gonna say. Um, Wilton. That's crazy. How, you gonna, how can other people feel sorry for somebody who has billions of dollars? Like, how you gonna feel sorry because they sold their homes? Like, yeah, billions of dollars. Like, that makes no sense. Listen, you, we, we, I can't make it. Wilton, see, you feel, you feel us, okay? You can't. <laughs> you understand where we, I don't, like, how, I, I, like, uh, cry for me, Argentina? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, like, I, I'm, I'm so sorry you weren't able to, you know, purchase your Birkin this month, which, uh, which, by the way, is never the thing, just so you know. Oh, <laughs> I made that up. <laughs> uh, inspired. Oh my gosh, when you said duck, bitch, I thought you were talking about Putin. Putin looks like a duck. No, <laughs> when I said, when I said, uh, when I was talking about Kylie Jenner and I called her that duck, bitch, he thought I was talking about Putin. <laughs> he does, Putin does look like a duck, though. Uh, you know, he he really, you know what, inspired. I can't really, <laughs> I can't really lie. Um, and you know what, we've actually avoided that subject. So we're just gonna touch on that shit real quick. <sighs> we're gonna be getting into it a little bit deeper um, within the next topic. War is disgusting. No matter what, because it's always the people who have the least that are dying in the streets. And I can't help but notice the difference in the way they re are reporting on Ukraine versus the way they were reporting on Palestine. There's a big difference in the way that they are reporting on Ukraine versus when they are talking about African refugees as if those same things are not happening. And we're not even gonna talk about Iraq because that was just us. So we're not gonna, we're gonna pretend that didn't happen. So I, again, my heart goes out to anybody who is um, being affected by, the, uh, by that war, but I feel like we also have to talk about, again, the intersectionality of it all. That's just, that's just what it is. There's really nothing that we can, you know, well say or do about that instead of world war three i've been saying world war six to be honest if you will <laughs> listen i feel like that's another thing that we are just kind of refusing we are really refusing to um acknowledge that and you know what i actually found out recently that there is 
There was a war a few years ago that killed 5.4 million Africans in the Congo, which by the way, we were a part of. Several, several countries were actually a part of that war and 5.4 million Africans paid the price and we did not call that a world war. We didn't. So we're call saying calling it World War III and I feel like it's almost disrespectful to all of the black and brown people who have been involved in the same exact thing, but we just don't acknowledge them as people. So I'm gonna just put that out there. Um, <laughs> now, I'm trying to see what else I got here. So um, I believe there was, was there another um, article in reference to this topic or? The PPP loans, um, so Biden, tweet, Biden tweeted, um, my predecessor undermined the watchdogs whose job was to keep pandemic relief funds from being wasted. In my administration, the watchdogs are back. We're going after the criminals who stole billions in relief money meant for small businesses and millions of Americans. He's talking about the uh, PPP loans. And quite frankly, a lot of folks uh, been scamming the government because of the shit that they're going through now. People are still getting evicted. People aren't going to work because of COVID. So what the fuck else do you expect them to do? Um, and, and not even what else do you expect them to do? It's like, this is what we're going after. This is what we're allocating funds towards. Like um, recouping your money is the most important thing to you. Instead of, I remember when Kamala Harris was talking, before she was elected, of course, was talking, because you know, you know how that shit changed up real quick, uh, was talking about how um, Americans should be receiving $2,000 a month. And this was during the pandemic. This is, well, I mean, we're in the pandemic still, but this is in the beginning of the pandemic. They were, cause you know, when everybody was putting all this shit on the table, we're looking at other countries who are receiving $1,500 a month, $2,000 a month. They have um, stopped any eviction processes. They're not allowed to collect on car payments. They just put things in the laws immediately to make things easier for the people. And that's not something that America did. I knew they weren't gonna do that shit when she said they were, do you know how long it took them to even just debate giving us just $600? <laughs> I said, y'all are full of shit. This is why I don't, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, like, condoning, but it's like, I just don't care anymore. I really don't, because it's numbers on the fucking screen. It, they have the power, when it's student loans, for example, if they wanted to, they could get rid of that shit. Oh, 100%. It would literally be the flip of a switch, and you know, and you know how easy it would be, because they still keep on letting us, if you've been going without money for this long, Tell me why you can't just be like, oh, you know what, bitch? It's been like how many years? You know what? Let's just let this shit go. Right now, at this point, you just want to destroy my credit report. That's how I see it. Like, I don't <laughs> like. You can put like, well, we got to have the money for this. Meanwhile, you can put 770 billion to the to the Pentagon. But you want to say, where are you going to get the money from? Y'all motherfuckers got the fucking money. Like, they're so upset about defund the police, but they're defunding education. And literally money that could be moved over to education, which we sorely need in this country. We don't even want to talk about history. We're saying, oh, a critical race theory is something that's so political. It's literally shit that happened. It's shit that happened. And you don't want to hear about it because it makes you feel bad. So we're already in like, you know, Earth is ghetto. 
<laughs> we are already in that space, you know, but I need people to understand that you defending these people puts no money in your pocket ever, ever. Like, you know, what they fuck will never make you come. I need you to understand. <laughs> I, 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 I just, just maybe, maybe if we put an analogy out there, it'll be easier to, <laughs> it'll be easier to grasp. Y'all just jealous because y'all jealous because you ain't making no money like they is and you just being hateful and that could be you someday. All you gotta do is work hard and stop complaining, you fucking black bitch. And all you gotta do <laughs> not, not you black bitch. <laughs> but no. Oh, I'm through with our uh masterpiece theater. But no, um, I mean but I, I feel like it's it's something that I, I do want to give validity to that mindset because I understand where you are coming from because I was you. I would look at the billionaires and I would look at all this stuff and be like, oh my goodness, this is gonna mean that we can be billionaires too. I understand the thought process, bitch. I'm not, it is not lost on me. But I, re, I, but I remember when that mindset started to crumble. I remember I was watching a, um, it was a, a special on PBS and Jay-Z was having a convention of some kind. And it was people from his old neighborhood, like school teachers, they were, or rather there was a school teacher in the crowd, but it was just people in his neighborhood. That's where it was being held. It was almost like a town hall of some kind. So people are, are, you know, standing up, asking questions, all that good stuff. And I remember a teacher from his old school, I think it was his high school, um, was asking about, you know, in what ways can we really like try and give back to the community so we can like build up the school so it'll be easier for kids to get out the way you did. And then this man goes on this whole diatribe about how he got out by himself. So they need to too. And I was just and I was just like, nobody's telling you to give them money. Nobody said to go and say, oh, you see Jimmy right there? He ain't got no books. Go give him some money. That by the way, I don't think that would be a terrible thing. Put that out there. But no, no, nobody's even saying for you to do that. He's wanting you to invest in the school. So that their school can basically be have as much as the white schools on the other side of the track. You know how they have like this higher graduation rate and all this other stuff. You see what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. he that's what the teacher is asking for. And this nigga was basically saying and, you know, uh, expeditiously in the longest words possible about how, nah, you are your own. And that to me. And that to me was absolutely crazy because I was thinking, oh, he's a black billionaire. This means he would be able to help all of these people. I thought he was coming down with the list of like, oh, we're gonna make sure, we're, cause you know, he was all talking about financial literacy and stuff like that and things that are lacking in the black community, which is all very true. But then I'm thinking he's gonna like open all of these centers so kids after school can make sure they go somewhere. When they go somewhere, it's gonna be doing something productive like learning about financial literacy, learning about credit and debt. Like I thought it was gonna be like, I thought it was gonna be big brother programs all around, nigga. That's what I really thought. And when he turned around and said that, I was I was kind of stuck and I had to wrestle with that answer. 
because I was like, because remember, I was a, I was a big ass fan of Jay-Z. So I was just like, well, you know, maybe, you know, it's better, you know, that that's what they do. And then I realized I was, he was using the pull them up by them bootstraps fucking um, euphemism and just putting it in a different way so that hood people could understand and um, uh, and digest it. But when white people say that shit to us, we're just like, but what happens when you don't have any fucking boots? Mm. So why wouldn't I say the same thing to Jay-Z? Tell me why I wouldn't say the same thing. I cannot, I, I just, I'm just in this space where I am tired of upholding people who are not upholding us. And I don't care what you look like. We have to be able to call it out. Same for um, Tyler Perry. I'm going to get on his ass too. Um, oh, oh, Tyler Perry is known to exploit his work, workers like crazy. And he's very <laughs> pro-police. He's very, like, there's a lot of, it is, it is, oh, ooh, I did not, that movie, he, that uh, Homecoming, I did not watch that shit. I'm not going to. I'm not watching. I, honestly, I feel like the only way that I would watch it is if we had like a bunch of followers who were asking us to react. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no fucking way I'm putting myself. I heard, I, in even in the movie, he was. It was some scene where he was like, "Oh well, not all police are bad." Like, I was like, "Okay, so it's oh. giving like, it's giving like kumbaya and yeah, it's, I, it's, it's it's giving kumbaya." <laughs> Okay, and I'm I'm sick of it. And I remember um, at one point, you know, when when you know Tyler Perry first came out and the plays and everything, I was enjoying the shit out of the plays. I'm not gonna go ahead and like fuck with you right now. Like, get the fuck out of here. And especially since it was something me and my mom could watch and actually both like enjoy. And because there's not a lot of things where that happens, at least at least back then. Now more so, but back then not at all. So you know, it was like a a bonding thing. And I just don't think I saw a lot of the toxicity until he came to the silver screen. And then I was still like intoxicated by the fact that there was this black man who's giving black creators jobs. I have to be on his side. I'm a black creator. Just being real. I was just like, I can't, I, I can't go ahead and like bash him for anything because what if I need to ask this nigga for a job one day? I wasn't even lying to myself. I wasn't even pretending. I was like, I gotta get to the set and start tap dancing for this nigga because I want a job. <laughs> so I, I so I understand the respect that he gleans, but I also feel like it is just especially it, the way it's just Say it again. Especially the way he uh, treated Monique. Oh my God, that's a whole different, that, that's just capitalism coming to bite us in the ass once again and seeing people who aren't even on the bottom. Monique is not on the fucking bottom. That bitch has been in the business for decades. She's not even on the bottom and he was able to exploit her. So we gotta stop, you know, playing those kind of games, you know? Wilson. I kind of do want y'all to react to the uh, Todd Perry show. I haven't seen it either. I want to hear y'all react to it. <laughs> Don't do that to us, Wilton. <laughs> All of his stuff became repetitive after like the third movie. Like, and even his shows, everything he does is repetitive. 
Then again, you have to realize he's the only one that's writing and producing and directing. But he definitely know how to pick out some good-looking actors in there. Oh, no. He picked some beautiful black people. And something that I noticed, though, is, like, when it comes to, like, humor or, like, people, like, acting, like, or, like, some of the characters who, like, act kind of slow or, like, crazy or, like, make people laugh, it's always, like, dark skins. Mr. Brown, um, what's that nigga name What Tyler Perry plays? Uh, the, <laughs> the grandfather, where he plays the yeah. Medea's wife. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Brown, him, and they just, because he, he's trying to, I think he's listening because before it was just only light-skinned, muscular-built men, men when it came to, like, attractiveness or whatever. Whoever was the, whoever was the good guy was always, mm. like, the light-skinned, like, oh, my God, remember when they put that horrible fucking um, cornrow wig on Shamar Moore? Oh, we could have cried. We could have cried. Why did you do that to that man? It was people, I was like, is that a wig? Because it didn't. Listen, and yo, and listen, we're not even going to talk about Tyler Perry's wig game. I don't know what the fuck is going on. There are too many black people in existence in order for any of your shit to look this way. But I just don't like when he like, some of the stuff that he says and does, I don't like this like, I don't know what kind of cosplay it's given, but it's given like comedy to, for white folks to laugh at. Yes. Uh, and I cannot tell you how many times I have met white people who have tried to bond. Oh my God. And they'd be like, did you see the last Medea movie? No. No, Janice, I didn't see the last Medea movie. Did you like it? It was great. It was very, and it was spiritual. I really loved it. I, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I, you know, ugh, Wilton. Tyler Perry appeals only to gay men and, and Christian women. Mainly, that's about it. I mean, but I also wonder why he appeals to the gay crowd so much. I've always wondered that. Because it's not like the only movies I liked by him was the uh, the Why Did I Get Married movies. The one those are the only movies I like. Everything else is the same. Like, it's the same dark skin well, black through some shit and like trauma and next thing you know she's dead and it's like <laughs> yo, it's 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 always on some ridiculous shit. I, I'm not even gonna lie, but the movies that I liked by Tyler Perry were um the why did i get married movies jill scott i'm just i'm just in love with her and if she ever ever comes out in any kind of way under the rainbow i just want to let y'all bitches hands the fuck off okay i'm putting my <laughs> ring in the hat right now stop playing with me sorry i had to put that out there um so uh, the why did i get married movies i liked um what was it called daddy's little daughters with aegis alba and gabrielle union I know I will go back and see a bunch of toxic shit if I go back and see it, but I, w I was younger when I saw it and I liked it then. Don't ruin it for me. Um, damn, is that it? And I will say that some of the older plays were still like enjoyable. Like I'm not gonna pretend it wasn't. Did y'all see that Tyler Perry performance? I think he was, mock I don't know if that was in the movie, but I saw a clip of it where he was mocking, was it Mary J. Blige or Beyonce or one of them? Yeah, I think it was, it was Beyonce. Beyonce's homecoming performance. I'm like, once again, that Beyonce's homecoming performance was legendary and black as fuck. So I don't like when he does stuff like that and puts a twist on it to make white people laugh. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I really, and I understand, okay, now, apparently it was only in the credits. Apparently it was like one of the last scenes in the movie. Um, so thanks, I guess, I don't know. But um, I also, I, I really was thinking the same thing. Like I thought that um, Homecoming was, yo, and I, I'm not even the biggest Beyonce fan. That shit was fucking magical, bitch. You cannot tell me nothing <laughs> about that shit. I'm sorry. I enjoyed every moment of it and I got my whole life. And I loved the fact that she incorporated so many like amazing black things into that and just made it so epic. And it was beautiful. It was a work of fucking art. And the fact that, you know, oh, Tyler Perry, I just don't, I just hate when he uses us for fodder. I don't like that. It doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me think black excellence just because he made it. I'm sorry, it doesn't. <laughs> Now here's a uh, now here's the gag. The gag is, this is kind of our topic, kind of not. The same people who will watch Tyler, people like Tyler Perry play Medea or like cross dress or like Martin and Shanana who cross dress, be the same aunties and uncles or like, you know, baby boomers or whatever to be transphobic or like don't like drag people in drag or cross dress or like just femininity in men in general. It's so true. I will see the same people who are in church. And do it for my entertainment. Yes. Because when that happens, if it's not for their entertainment, then it's wrong. But when it's not for but when it but when it's for their entertainment, they be getting their whole entire lives enjoying the shit out of what we all know as queer people is him being a, a, a really good drag queen. Like, just gonna put that out there. Uh uh Tariq. Harder has gone. Um, yeah. Whoever says the earth is a ghetto hasn't come out of the ghetto. Step out of the pond, pond life. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Tyler Perry probably bought them wigs and put it on himself. That's probably what he did. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's terrible. It's Philip, bitch. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Sid. Why do why do so many people defend billionaires from criticism? Why? Firstly, deals, publication deals, sponsoring. Also, the fact that they cover up their fucking asshole-ish moves with what good deeds with fucking charity acts and charitable acts and all that shit look at fucking bill gates bro that's such a great point because they're will they're able to go ahead and get away with exploiting the people on the bottom because they can say well i gave to this organization i gave to this and we never actually match up how much they made off the backs of marginalized communities versus what they donated because they still don't equal out they and usually it's tax write offs <laughs> <laughs> you, you and you know what honestly when they i need people to understand when they do donate that is a tax write-off i need y'all to be perfectly clear about that so whenever you see them giving money you're like oh my god that's so amazing they also help themselves just 
they they lost nothing in this fight. I just want to let that out there. Uh, going. All right. I saw a video last week where there's a man that said that he got the Medea character from him because him and Todd Perry used to hang out at gay clubs in the with the mid late nineties and all that stuff like that. And he's, he was acting all kind of weird because he want he didn't want people taking pictures with him and all that stuff like that. It was like it it's somewhere on YouTube. Oh, I need you to find that and send that to us, Wilson. I need to see that. <laughs> I need to, I need to see that, sir, uh, Wilson. One thing I don't like about his writing is that some other things that people say and do in some of his work is like too over the top. Like some of it, I can kind of understand, but some of it seems just unnecessary. Like it's like it's for, it's just too forced. It's forced. Thank you. Everything is forced. What's that movie called? Well, it was so fucked. That movie was probably his worst movie ever. It had, you could even see the fucking microphone dangling from the fucking. Fall from Grace? Yes. I said, what the hell is this? We and saw then, that man who was like trying to chew. He was like, at the, he was like uh, one of the extras. He was supposed to be like eating food. He's literally just taking empty spoonfuls of air. And then what's her name? Wig about to fall off. I'm like, what is going on? Bruh, listen, her wig was looking like Ray J's hat from Love and Hip Hop. It was on the side, it was on the front, it was on the other side, it was turned around. You're just like, bitch, what are you going through? You're only supposed to be sitting in this scene. This is what happens when you, when, you, uh, when you want to try and take control over everything and you have a bunch of yes men surrounding you. And on top, yes, 100%. Because you remember when um, he put out that um, Instagram post where he was putting a, a video camera over all of the scripts that he had developed himself? And it was just like, it was like, it was like 12, 13 scripts and it all had his name on it. And I was just like, I need you to know that's not a flex. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I dare him to finally make a movie that isn't centered around black woman pain. Because it seems like every Damn. movie he does is around black women in their trauma and abusive relationships and so on and so forth. Uh, it, it, it seems to be the, the going, like, it seems like to be the constant pattern in all of his movies. And it's crazy because whenever we decide we're going to critique Tyler Perry, we'll see the same post where um, Taraji P. Henson was only paid $40,000 for the most she'd ever been paid is $40,000 until she met Tyler Perry, who gave her her first um, six-figure uh, deal, et cetera. We're not going, okay, a broke clock is right even twice a day. I'm very glad that Tyler Perry was giving money and doing all these things for other people that's amazing. But when you look at people like Monique, when you look at people who are actually on the stage sets, who actually have the stuff to say, a lot of his benevolence is not reaching them. You know what I'm saying? It's not reaching those people. Oh, this they, is they, from... Yes, ma'am. It is a donation. Peace and blessings to the panel. That's why Oprah Winfrey give out so much money. That's why they all have foundations. This is a way they hide their money and laundry their money. You see, this is the difference between the elites and the ordinary people. They know how to make shadow uh, businesses and hide their tax money where we paying taxes. Point blank, period. Mm -hmm. 
they don't pay taxes. And, uh, you know, Congress and all the government is along with the crew. So, you know, but this is the world we live in. And I'm going to just say this. It's no hope without Christ. I mean, I don't know if y'all religious or whatever, but Satan controls this. So don't be in marvel at these things that's happening because we see who actually ruling this earth. For a Christian, this is not our home. Holla. Well, for the beginning of that, I completely and totally agree. A hundred percent. That is exactly how they hide their money. Um, like I'd be watching Ozarks. And I'm like, oh, so this is how they do it. <laughs> like, oh, well, goodness. If I had known, shit. They have all of the all of the shortcuts and all of the things that they can't let the rest of us know because the rest of us have to pay the taxes in order for them not to. That's what I need. Another thing that I need you guys to understand. Um, it's a read. Oh, I love your avatar. Your hair color. <laughs> Y'all are mess. Ah, uh, feels like some a breath of fresh air to find some good content. What's up, Aaron? What's up, Sid? Earth is ghetto podcast. Why are we still defending? For real though, I, I think um, specifically Americans defend billionaires because we have this mindset that we're going to become a billionaire at one point in our lives, which is <laughs> a very small percentage. So. Yeah, I feel like one percent. How we know? Mainly. Yeah, like like one percent chance. Probably everyone that's on this fucking app, it's a high chance that none of our asses are gonna be billionaires. I'm sorry, that's not how the system works. It's a high, especially black folks. It's a high chance that you're, we can't all be billionaires. That's not how the system works. And if you end up being a billionaire, it is even a lower percentage that you did not end up having to exploit someone on the bottom to get there. I need people to understand. And like having, and all of these like um, moves of philanthropy and like charity and so on and so forth. Americans, she's so right. Are We are so intoxicated by that shit. We are so intoxicated by it. Like I remember, like even when I was growing up, I like my my love affair of wanting to be famous one day, and like now I know how toxic that is. Like, but like it was it was something I really held on to. I thought, and and she's right. I thought that listen, if I'm supporting black people and I'm supporting billionaires and I'm supporting that, that I, there's a chance that I could be one one day too. And this is not Willy Wonka's fucking chocolate factory. That nobody's got a golden fucking ticket for you. And if they do, we don't know who you signed away to get there. Just putting it out there. And that, and, and I think that's that's just how I feel. Uh, Wilson, I wish he was diverse. Tyler Perry needs to be diverse. Like, it's so many things that, so many things mm. that could be written about the black experience. So many things that haven't even haven't even been done yet. He has the resources to do it too. That's what sucks. All the resources. He need to work with Spike Lee and some other black directors and producers, and he really could do something. I mean, he really could do something. It, it could have been like, honestly, I remember when I first saw Moonlight come out and I remember one part of myself said, wouldn't it be amazing if that was Tyler Perry's work? 
Mm. Wouldn't it have been amazing if 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 Tyler Perry actually decided to lean in to different aspects of the black community and tell a different story? Who's the director of the Moonlight movie? Was the I actually don't know. I, oh gosh, you know what? Now I gotta go Google. <laughs> now you're gonna have me praying in here. I'm like, please don't <laughs> hold on. Moonlight director. How black folks are that Moonlight is a black queer movie and you know girl black folks. Oh, it is. Kinda... Oh, and he a sexy black man too. Damn, hey, Zanny. <laughs> His name is yeah, Barry he... Jenkins. Barry Jenkins hmm. is fine, child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, let me wow. stop. I'm sorry. I'm such a bird. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> let me stop. Yeah, um... that was. A... I want to say one of the most important and when it comes to black culture yeah I said it y'all can feel how you want um black queer people exist and that movie was needed now so I want to see say even though it was still a legendary movie I was they were both dark-skinned black men and not just the emotional one being light-skinned and the one that's still fighting his battles being dark-skinned which is always the trope that shit was amazing to not see that in that movie I'm sorry uh, and and sadly, I feel like it's still one of those movies that that really show the oh god, just the the darkest side of it. And I really want um e and it like again, Moonlight was so needed, but we need that diverse stories that are not also not capitalized off of our pain as well for Black queer folks. It it it's it's so needed. We need a film where it is not like just built around our suffering. <laughs> black people need movies like that. So black queer people definitely need movies like that. Just gonna go ahead and put that out there. Uh, you can go ahead and play the next one. It, it was an article that came out and it was a Brazilian company that they found out that they made all these shadow um, businesses. And they came out with the names, and I didn't hear the, the big time news talk about it. But it was a lot of um, drug, big time drug um, burns, and congressmen, and NFL, NBA players, uh, con um, presidents, and PMs was all in this scheme to hide their money. So this is what what happens on on. I mean, listen. They teach, these people get different education than us. So we got to know that coming in. They getting taught in the mystery school. That's why in the music industry, anything out of industry is terrible. In the industry, you have to do certain things, rituals, nasty stuff to get in those in those circles because they don't just let anybody in. Holla. I'm gonna have to definitely look about that company, and that's that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. That sounds like America. Ca, ca. All right, so let's go ahead and we're gonna switch gears to the next topic. <laughs> I, I, I hope I don't make nobody too mad. Um, actually, no, never mind. I don't care. Um, but um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about weaponized incompetence. I feel like, um, first of all, this is a term that is very new for me. I actually didn't know it was a thing, to be honest with you. But it's something that I've experienced in so many of my interpersonal relationships uh, with men. Um, and it was, <sighs> Jesus. So let's talk about exactly what weaponized incompetence is. I'm going to give you an example. 
let's say um, you tell, and this is for anybody, let's gonna, we're gonna make it genderless because it's not all about gender here, but it's, it's a part of it um, because we're usually dealing with men when we talk about it. But let's say you tell somebody, um, make sure you put your clothes uh, in the hamper um, when you get out of the shower or when you're done in the bathroom. And they say this to you every day for years and your clothes never quite make it into the hamper. And um, after a while, she just decides, you know what? I just want it to be done properly. So I'm just gonna do it myself. Um, when you, I remember, this is actually an example from one of my friends. Um, she told her boyfriend to load the dishwasher. They've been together for a decade, by the way. I'm just gonna put that out there. She, she has been trying to show him how to load the dishwasher for all of this time, right? And then she said, oh, you know, I just got to the point where I just go in there and do it myself because I want it to be done correctly. And weaponizing competence is when you do something badly long enough so that the other person just real, it just decides, you know what? It's cool. You don't have to do it no more. I'll just take over because I want it to be done properly. That's, that's what weaponized incompetence is. And I see that a lot of times, um, the most constant in marriages. I see that, oh, I know it happens in like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, don't get it twisted. But I, just in my experience and what I've seen, like um, one of my homegirls, um, she used to be a stay-at-home mom, right? Uh, husband was always out working. She took care of everything. There was always lunch, dinner, you know, she did all the stuff. Of course she did all the stuff. They got five kids together, right? Or, or maybe more, who knows? But listen, so um, next thing you know, he loses his job suddenly. And she don't even think about it. She's like, child, listen, I, I, I do this. And she just go back to work real quick. She got a great paying job as a manager somewhere. She was like, no problem. And when she comes home from work, she still has to make dinner. And when she makes dinner, she preps lunch for the next day. She is now, now that she's not at home, she is now working full time, mind you. And she is still coming home to do what she was doing when she was home. Because the nigga didn't want to do it while he was at home. <laughs> he didn't want Playing his damn PlayStation with Cheeto crumbs all over the couch. No, stop. <laughs> but you but do you see, but do you see what I'm saying? And it is a and it is one of those things that I feel like is not um, talked about a lot because I feel like we just chop it up to, because a lot of the times we are talking about men, we're just like, that's just men. That's just how they are. You know, they're just not good at that stuff. You know, he takes out the garbage. He does other things. That's just not his bag, blah, blah, blah. But then when you're like, but no, if I can do it, you can do it. Because even when the roles are reversed, I'm still doing what I was doing before and bringing money in. And I feel like weaponized incompetence and at the end of the, the day is really just um, the, the mishandling of, of um, just everybody's work priority. And then it's like, and then you want to ask that woman for sex. Do, 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 do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? And I feel like that shit is insane to me. 
Uh, it's a read. Oh my God, Sid, I really appreciate you for this topic. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so you got to follow from me. Um, hey, Miss Joyce, I see you in the crowd. I think we mentioned this one time, but we didn't call it weaponizing competence. I'm, I'm glad you, you, you have a name for it, but right? I'm so over me that whole idea that men grasp onto like i didn't know i didn't know like come on man come on we all have to know something you know um, <laughs> but yeah y'all keep it going i love it right it's like if i can do it you can you can do it too it's just you're not putting that effort in on purpose because you know that i'm just going to end up doing it for you and then niggas wonder why oh these women, they don't need us no more. They wonder why so many more independent women, like these women really don't need niggas like that because of this very reason. Think about it. If I can do it myself, if I'm, especially for the ones who are working and then coming home to cook meals, tell me why you're making a meal for an extra body. I don't, I, I, that, that could have been, that could have been lunch for the babies tomorrow. If I'm going to end up doing everything my fucking self, why would you be mad when more and more women ain't approached, like ain't really interested in dating y'all no more? Because, and, 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 it's, and for them, it's just like, oh, you're just all bitter, so on and so forth. I can't believe, like, that's really um, what it boils down to, like, honestly, because they, they, that's, that's their only defense. Oh, you just want to end up alone. Do you realize that alone is better than with you at this point? I don't feel like you're, like, <laughs> I don't feel alone regardless. So why not just actually be alone? Bruh, speaking of Tyler Perry, I could do bad all by myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, but, but, the, the, yo, facts. And the thing about it is, is like, I'm not supposed to be with somebody and then struggle even more because that person's here. This should be us making our load easier, especially when y'all got kids. And I wonder now, let's switch it up a little bit, because remember, all of my experiences have been heterosexual uh, uh, for me personally, and also with um, the, the the women in my circle. Now, I want to know, in is this is something that also happens in queer relationships as well? Absolutely. It hasn't happened to me, because I don't play that shit. Like, <laughs> but it, um, it does happen, especially especially if it's um if these two partners are stuck in this heteronormative mindset it's like oh i'm masculine so i do this and you're femme so you do that what's I, you know i hate those two words i want us to get rid of that shit because that shit doesn't exist but yeah it, it absolutely doesn't. does and um i feel like th especially because we have all been poisoned by patriarchy. So obviously we've all been poisoned by that these uh, binary, ridiculous forms of who, who has to do what. So I've seen in like, you know, um, if it's a, uh, like say if it's a, a, a stud in her, um, you know, her femme girlfriend, the femme is the one who's like waiting for her baby to get home and she cooking and cleaning and she putting on the lingerie and she doing all this stuff. Like, and it's like, do we are literally stepping into these um, heteronormative bi binary issues? <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> because you would think it would be like, oh, so what are you good at? Because I know some men, some men are amazing chefs. I don't know if you know that most chefs are men, like the highest paid chefs. A lot of them are men. It's actually a male dominated industry still. Just gonna put that out there. I don't know if you know.
this is why it's, which is mind blowing to me when I hear things like, oh, women belong in the kitchen and you a man, you don't need to be kitchen, you don't need to be cooking. Like that's, I'm like, you do know. (laughs) (laughs) No, listen, but but let's be, let's be real about it. Like, it's not like, instead of being like, it's what you're good at. Like, I'll be honest with you because we call ourselves out on this podcast. I was in the form of like, listen, if I'm cooking and cleaning, bitch, you taking out the motherfucking garbage. If I ever take out a piece of garbage, I swear I'm gonna stab you in the face. Like I was very much like, (laughs) like you are not about to. And and it was just like, listen, I am, I am a woman and I'm not taking out the garbage. Okay, this is what it is. And in reality, I just hate taking out the fucking garbage. It really has nothing to do with that. I I like cooking, so I would rather cook. So do, do you see what I'm saying? And there are some men who love cooking, who love being in the kitchen. And by the way, for anybody of any orientation, when you get you a man in the kitchen that is cooking, child, you can have all this. <laughs> you can you can have all this. <laughs> But it's so crazy that we still look at that as such a, oh, well, that's just the the feminine role. Because whether it's in a queer relationship, it's the feminine person who's taking on that role. If somebody's doing yard work, then it's always going to be the masculine person. When anybody can love gardening, I need you guys to stop. Right. Like, it's, it's like, fun- like. It's just some fucking plants. That's the shit I've been talking <laughs> about. That, y'all. Or like, oh, you play tennis. That's. Y'all, <laughs> it's a mess. This is from Isari. Oh my God, it's so true. I often say this, like people keep saying, oh, gay agenda, whatever, which I'm you know, not denying that there are some things that are infiltrated, but heteronormative uh, ideas are very much indoctrination. And it's almost like, I mean, it's definitely a, a piece of patriarchy that we are subconsciously still churning. We're still mm-hmm. making those things reality. Um, so, yeah, that's true. Like, even in um, gay relationships, we're still doing heteronormative things in this strange way. So weird because we've had we've been in this chokehold for so long. Those of us who weren't even able to be in the relationships we wanted to be in in the beginning because of society, and then we finally get into those relationships and we just we just we just take in the toxic shit with us. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And as far as this, like, because I've been at this point because I hear the term gay agenda from straight folks so much. At this point, if gay agenda means having the same rights and being able to exist just like straight people do without being fucking harassed, then sure, that's the gay agenda. I'm pro-gay agenda, so I don't even care at this point. All we're trying to say is if I'm walking down the street, I should be able to hold my man's hand and do the same shit that y'all do. If that's the gay agenda, then sure, fuck it. Listen, and at this point, it's just like, I think they, they are just so upset that the straight agenda failed that they just swear we're up to something. Because once upon a time there was a black, once upon a time there was a black agenda. White folks, oh my god, black folks on TV. Now you like black people exist, duh. So I don't see what the fucking problem is. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like they see, and a lot of times they'll just have to see like a gay person on TV, and they're just like, there we go, doing it again. You know what? Oh my god, I didn't even think I was gonna mention this. So Lakeith Stanfield, who by the way has said some toxic shit, but we're not gonna deny that's a very, very fucking sexy man, right? So. um 
I saw a picture of him the other day. And when I say he had black men in an uproar because he was wearing like, he had like a do-rag on, he had on like a silk shirt, there was like a jacket and then he had on like shorts so you see his legs. And then he had these lace socks on and then these like dress shoes. And then for some reason, I was so turned on guys. I was just like, oh my God. I didn't know I could see that. Like the, like the lace socks were everything, right? Yo, when I say there were so many, it's an agenda. The agenda's coming. Blah, blah, blah. And, and this is a man who's actually made homophobic comments or transphobic comments, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he's one of yours. And <laughs> because they were in uproar over socks. The only people who are screaming my masculinity has been being under attack a lot, it seems like it's coming from straight Black men. White straight men can do whatever the fuck they want, and then they don't feel emasculated. Listen, but seems like masculinity is the only thing that they have to bring without it what it's else like they a, bring? i mean it's almost like their personality at this point it's like their masculinity is like the only thing that you need to know about them mm, my man that's what you know and it's just like oh my god i wish you could just see it as such an imbalance of energies and call it a day I wish you could just be like, I, I like, because if, because if you are super, super feminine, even though these words shouldn't fucking exist, but even if you're super, <laughs> you, but even if you're super feminine, you might, you may go ahead and take on more masculine traits uh, in order to balance yourself out. If you are more masculine, you may need to take on more um, femininity in order to balance yourself out. Instead of looking at yourself like we need both and it's balance, we just see one as manly and the other as gay. And I need you guys to learn more words. Like, that's, <laughs> that's not always the way it's supposed to go. Isa. Oh, man. You know, you made me think of my mom's uh, husband because she has pretty much lived the heteronormative life for a long time. And then she married her husband and he cooks. He does his own laundry. He does some gardening. So he kind of like broke the barrier of what she was taught and what was expected in marriage. And I appreciate that. I really do. Listen, shout out to those of the for to those men who actually don't need to feel like their masculinity is their personality, who get in relationships with women to like, yo, I can do this too. You don't gotta do everything. Yo, the sexiest thing that a man could ever tell you is baby, you ain't gotta do everything. And then when they do it properly, <laughs> the weaponized incompetence, like and then they do it properly. <laughs> <clears throat> Because the worst thing that is to, I feel like one of the worst things in the world is to have somebody do something for you and then they do it badly and you're just like, oh, now you're in the space of, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I'll just never ask them to do that again. Right. Child. That shit is on I, purpose. Well, I haven't been in that situation. I don't play that shit. Uh, if you're not going to bring what I'm bringing to the table equally, all right, girl, it's a wrap. I, and that's where I'm at now. But I think especially as a woman, a black woman, um, like I was just socialized so differently where it's like, well, wherever they drop off, I pick up the slack. We weren't taught to hold anybody accountable. We were taught to pick up the slack. We weren't taught to be, to, to hold boundaries and say that this is what I need for myself. Like I, like we weren't taught to be like, my personality demands loyalty and respect. Like we are not in a space where we are able to say those things 
things. Uh, at least we weren't socialized in that way. Thank God, because, you know, therapy is becoming an easier pill to swallow and talk about. Now we're fine. And, and building boundaries now doesn't seem like, oh, you're masculine. I've literally been told I'm just masculine just for having boundaries. That's why niggas, that's why niggas be asking um, black women, like, what do you bring to, can you bring to the table for a king or can you be submissive? Because they want to know if you can pick up their slack. Basically, like, or whenever a man, um, uh, whenever I'm with a black man and they decide to romanticize my suffering, like, oh, you so strong and you so resilient. I bet you could go through anything. No, I can't. No, I can't. We're doing damsel in distress all 2022 long. I'm not. Mm -mm, nope. Nope. I, I, my, my, my life is easy and my life is simple. And no, and they, and I feel like they feel and I feel like the um, the idea is like, if you've been through a lot of things, you could go through a lot of things with me. And my whole thing is, why are you daddy trying to put me through shit? Why? Oh, ride or die. Every time I ride, I died. Like, I'm not, I no, I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm so sick and tired of that being like such a badge of honor for Black women. Oh, I went through, through everything. You know, he cheated on me and he's in jail now, but it's okay. I still put money on his commissary. You stupid bitch. No, no. <laughs> like, like, I just, I, I want, I want, um, Feminine people, Black feminine people um, of all genders to really learn to start asking for more and stop accepting crumbs. Because a lot of times we um, are accepting crumbs because we feel like we don't deserve any more than that. We have been taught that just because this man loves you and he doesn't cheat on you, that's supposed to be enough. You're there forever. It don't matter. Listen, he's not cheating on you. He don't beat you. What? And you're not going to stay with him? Child, the bar is on Satan's chode. I need more than that. <laughs> not chode. We're going to leave <laughs> message and then we're going to move on. See, you, okay. you being too cute with it. That's my baby, though. I, I do love Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I still haven't heard the problematic, problematic things he said. But baby, when I seen them legs and them heels, yeah. I was like, yes. And he has definitely um, challenged the gender norms as a black man and a hetero black man. And I love it. But yeah, <laughs> I seen that picture. Bro, when I said, when I said, I was like, and I'm just like, damn, it's so easy to turn me into a bird. You just got to be inclusive to slut me out. Do you know how fucked up that is? No. All right. So we are going to go ahead and um, switch up topics real quick and get to uh, something a little bit heavier, sadly. <laughs> Oh, man. Oy, child. So we touched on it just a little bit when it came to Ukraine and Russia and the, the disgusting war that is being done down there. Um, and I don't, again, I don't know why they're calling it World War Three. This is probably World War Six or Seven because this same thing has happened to black and brown peoples all over the world and they are not 
discussed on the news in a manner where it's actually causing outrage. Like, oh, we know that this is something fucked up that's happening. And um, sadly, black and brown um, people don't get that same grace um, at all. And and because this is a black queer podcast, I can't help but mention that shit. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I, I, we're going to, again, we have to walk and chew gum at the same time. I need to be able to acknowledge that it is terrible um, what's going on right now, but also acknowledge that there is a big difference in the way that the news is um, actually talking about this versus when it's black and brown people who are being killed. So God damn it. Let's do this. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit of an article that has been, um, that was currently um, just written. I think this one is actually coming from um, The Guardian. Uh, We actually, um, I believe we pinned, yeah, we, um, uh, Aaron just pinned the article so you can read it as well. Let's go. The Nigerian government has condemned the treatment of thousands of its students and citizens fleeing the war in Ukraine amid growing concerns that African students are facing discrimination by security officials and being denied entry into Poland. A deluge of reports and footage posted on social media in the past week has shown acts of discrimination and violence against African, Asian, and Caribbean citizens, many of them studying in Ukraine while fleeing Ukrainian cities and at some of the country's border posts. They are among hundreds of thousands of people trying to escape the country as civilian casualties and destruction mount. More than half a million people have fled Ukraine since the Russian invasion last week. According to the UN's refugee UNHCR, the Nigerian president, Muhammadu Buhari, said on Monday, all who flee a conflict situation have the same right to safe passage under UN convention and the color of their passport or skin should make no difference, citing reports that Ukrainian police had obstructed Nigerians. From video evidence, firsthand reports, and those who are in contact with Nigerian consular officials, there have been unfortunate reports of Ukrainian police and security personnel refusing to allow Nigerians to board buses and trains heading toward Ukraine, the Ukraine-Poland border, he said. One group of Nigerian students have been repeatedly refused entry into Poland and have concluded they have no choice but to travel again across Ukraine and attempt to exit the country via the border with Hungary. Nigeria's special advisor to the president on diaspora affairs, uh, Abike Dibiri Irua, said Africans are being denied entry up through the Ukrainian borders. The minister of foreign affairs, Joffrey Onayema, has taken this up with the Ukrainian ambassador. Our people who want to leave must be allowed to. I want you guys to please go read it. Racism I'm not going to lie. Over time. And in the middle of this war, where this these people who have been mistreated and fucked up by Russia, an oppressed people, a white oppressed people, but an oppressed people, can go ahead and turn around within that same war and say, oh no, but we're still racist. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now, don't, they, they basically said, hold on. <laughs> and, I'm not going to lie, I remember when I posted this, all I could use as the caption was like, well, this feels terrible. It's not, it's like, and it's like, fuck, I just wanted to be on the side of Ukraine. (laughs) I just wanted to be on the side of Ukraine and call it a day. But then when you hear reports like this, you're just like, wow. White supremacy has poisoned 
this whole fucking world to the point that even when you are at your most desperate, fleeing the fucking country, it is still in your mind to uphold white supremacy. That is... What's funny is, because I've been hearing a lot of Americans, mainly white people in America, say, oh, it's not to do with race. They just want to make, they're just trying to do some extreme betting and it's not because they're black. It's just they're trying to make sure everything's, I'm like, of course, sounds about white. So of course y'all would say that. <laughs> I, I, and, and the fact, so we're just going to pretend the fact that they're all black and brown has nothing to do with this. Like, it sounds like America caca all over again. Like, hey, I know that you see it, but you don't see it. <laughs> like, stop. I'm not stupid. And it, and, it, and it's like, it's just intellectually dishonest at this point to pretend that's not what's going on. And we're seeing the reports. We're hearing what people are actually saying to them. We're hearing the slurs that they're using. Like, like I want everybody who is listening, if you have a chance to please go look up what's going on on TikTok, on YouTube, just, just go look for information and you will find it. And if you don't want to look for it and you want to just stay in this space where you just don't want to know and you just rather because I I still I, like even after this obviously that war is fucking wrong and it's fucked up but what are we supposed to do with this shit the, the fuck what, 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 what are we supposed to do what am I supposed to do can I blame black people in the U.S. for their sympathy drying up after these this incidents can I can I blame them like even when you're at war, you still hate us. What am I supposed to do with that? Come on, man. Like, like, like. The we have to stop ignoring the layers when things like this happen. We have to stop pretending that oh, this side doesn't matter because this because this doesn't make me feel good, and I can't fully support this side if I acknowledge this. I can full, and my whole thing is I can fully acknowledge what the fuck is going on over there. It's insane. Jesus Christ. I feel like every person who is still alive from the Holocaust is getting fucking flashbacks. I know that for a fact. But what I'm saying is that even within that construct of oppression that you can still look out to oppress other people, what do you want black and brown people to do with that? Like you said, that's some strong shit. It's so heavily ingrained in the world that it's like, I don't care if my fucking country is being raided. Your black asses ain't going nowhere. And that's just that on that. Back? I, and I, I guess this might not be, I, I guess I kind of knew this wasn't going to be a long topic because I knew that we were just basically reporting the news <laughs> and and basically saying what happened. Um. But I really do want people to do just do more research. Look at the other world wars that have happened with black and brown people that the U.S. have been involved in that we didn't even report on. If and if it's possible, I see if I can find um, the clip. Um, Today is going to be a very he heavy day after the show, um, so if, if I can't forgive me, but if I can find the um, the clip of um, I think it's called. Um, um, it's a black girl on um, on TikTok where she was talking about it and she gave all the stats about the 5.4 million Africans that were basically obliterated and the U.S. was involved in that war as well. So it's like, I want us to really pay attention to how the media is 
reporting on this versus on how they reported on Palestine versus how they reported on other black and brown people who were obviously being oppressed. I, I, and I just want people to pay attention. I'm not going to go ahead and tell you that because the because the media, the way they spin things is gonna be fucked up no matter what. But we have to at least acknowledge the differences. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. The next case. Uh, so we are gonna go ahead and um, go on to our uh, next topic. Um. Oof. It's gonna be another one, child. Um, oh, we just got a message. Let's go ahead and, and we'll play that real quick. Hold on. I am paying attention to everything that you're saying right now. This is probably the most interesting channel on this entire app right now. Good job to both of you. Aww. Oh my. Woo 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 inspired. <laughs> that made me feel so good. <laughs> okay. So um, we're going to go ahead and switch uh, topics really quickly. And um, I'm glad that um, Aaron went ahead and um, added this. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and let you lead. Uh, I guess one of my first questions is, I mean, obviously we know that biphobia and stigma is something that, um, especially for black men, black men are the ones who are being the most, well, uh, black and brown men are the ones who are being the most attacked. I want to say for their biphobia. Now it also it happens to me um, when I am trying to date um, les uh, trying to date lesbians, and they're just like, "Oh, you're pansexual. You're confused. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I don't want you to leave me for a man." So we're so we're not gonna so we're not gonna pretend that biphobia doesn't happen within that community as well. But especially for men, biphobia is. I'm. I, I just want to say I'm sorry, y'all. It's so unfair. It's so fucked up. And I also want to say and have to call out black women right now about That's how we turn. Thank That's you. What I want. All right. See, we was on the That's same what... page. That's what we're talking about this. Cause I was um, you know, doing some replays of Insecure because I missed the show. And you know, it was on the episode when Molly found out that the guy had, you know, explored with his sexuality. It turns out he didn't like it. And Molly was like, I don't know if I live with that. And I was like, this really does happen, though, it, especially in the Black community. I hear a lot of Black right. women be, oh, I don't want my man, like, I can't picture my man sucking a dick and then thinking he can be with me, or I don't want no STDs, as if straight people can't get STDs. And we know that when it comes to HIV, most of the cases have or ended up being with Black women. You can look this up. But, um, yeah, the stigma behind it, and it's just so annoying, and we, Oz are you probably been slept with a bisexual man and didn't even know it because you're putting out all this hateful ass rhetoric. And of course, I'm not going to tell your ass that. And you still like getting plowed down in the process. Listen, I know I enjoyed it, but listen, we're, 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 but, but you know what I was really disgusting to me when I watched that episode, I was like the episode of insecurity he's talking about where Molly just turned down the, the guy because he had a sexual experience. All I could think to myself was, you gonna lose out in a fine ass man cause of that? This man is sweet, he's kind, you like him, you like his personality, he's funny, but because he decided to be honest and open with you, 
He decided to trust you and be vulnerable. And you decided to throw that shit back in his face. Why do black women turn into boosie when black men say that they are bisexual? It's, uh, it stems from homophobia. We equate homophobe, like homosexual, like the thought of men being with men as like weakness. The thought of my man liking another man, that's seen as like a weakness that uh, submitting to another, like they don't like the idea of that. I actually have a video I'm going to play it. Okay. Why are we so afraid to be labeled is what my question will become then. We are so afraid to be labeled that we won't even get to the point of why we think the way that we do. And a lot of the way that we think, a lot of the set norms that society has is hurting people in our community, is getting people in our community killed. If you're attracted to men, then you are attracted to bisexual men. Because there's no way that you would even know this man is bisexual unless he told you he was bisexual. So, yes, it would be considered a biphobic thought process to only not like this person because he's bisexual. Especially since his bisexuality doesn't harm you in any way. The negative connotation that comes with these labels is only really when you people refuse to see the issue or see their own prejudice and no one's no one's taking away choices if anything we're giving more information as to why we choose what we choose because as long as the set norm is to not see bisexual men as real men not see trans women as real women we will continue to ostracize and therefore if anything make it a negative connotation for their existence to even be for them to even date anybody because because what comes with that I don't date bisexual men thing comes a whole bunch of hatred towards bisexual men. When if it was more accepted to date bisexual men, if bisexual men it was looked at just like a fucking man, which he is, that norm would make it easier to be a bisexual man in society, would make it easier for everyone dating. But this entire conversation, dating by men, dating trans people, all of that is way more layered than we could even have in this this three minute, one minute thing. My conversation, like I keep saying, is is exploring what you're attracted to, exploring why you feel the way you feel. Very least introspection, but our aversion, and even if you look up what phobic is, phobia, it's not just fear, it's also an unnatural aversion towards something. Our unnatural aversions create these blind spots. So again, no one is telling you who to date. It's about checking out implicit biases. Please look at what internalized racism is, what internalized prejudice is, what implicit bias is, because we all suffer from it. If more of us was aware of the why, it would create a better environment. And that's what this is really all about. Us as straight people are on a completely different playing field of acceptability within our society when it comes to things. We need to accept that fact. Society is based to benefit us, straight people. So therefore, we feel like we don't even have to have certain conversations that we do need to have to, so everyone can feel just as equal. We so we more afraid of labels than the actual definitions of saying labels. Came in preaching, um, and and I really love um about creator. What's his name? Uh, his name is. 
Mr. Bats on TikTok, he fine as hell. We love like this is another rare occasion of a straight black man that like not saying ignorant shit. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 really um and really stepping into it, you could see that this is uh, that's something that he actually believes. And I feel like it comes down to logic. Really, I feel like the 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 one the cishet black men or the cishet men who have decided like that just sounds like a stupid thing to hate someone for, or that's gonna be like like that that kind of phobia or that kind of bigotry is not what something I'm a part of. I feel like it's because they're just the the most mad logical because he broke that down in such a way. I feel like everybody should be able to understand why that's and this is the thing. Stand it though. In this society, there's such a double standard when it comes to bisexuality. In this society, I because I hear it from straight men all the time, like, ooh, I want a threesome, I want to see two girls make out, that's so hot. But the thought of two guys, like the guys being bisexual is like disgusting. And that is because a lot of men think that let some men don't even think that lesbians even exist. Like, oh, you're not really lesbian, you're just doing it to because you're more fluid. No, like or there you've are been hurt before. Some men objectify women and think that they're doing it for their pleasure. But let it be a guy, like like Sweetie said, okay, if I want a threesome, I'm going to uh, have my guy pick the other guy. And I want to see two guys do it for my pleasure, just like guys want to see two women do it for their pleasure. And baby, tell me why people were so mad when she said that. No, they were so disgusted. I feel like it was the one time me and Sweetie were like right here. And I was just like, and, and my whole thing is that we have just these, these fucking ridiculous standards for men to reach the highest point of masculinity so that any little thing that they could possibly do like I, and, and remember we're not just talking about just biphobia we're talking about the stigma as well we've got people who will think that you are possibly gay just because you dress nicely you smell good you're manicured correctly and they just like mm, that sounds a little sus to me oh like he, he take a shower that he must be gay or something he care about his hygiene the fuck the fuck the fuck listen <laughs> You know, I saw him spread his ass cheeks in the shower to wipe between them. Oh, you want to do it? Do you want to <laughs> do it? Ah, oh, I'm done. But I, I, it's it's definitely one of those things that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm gonna go ahead and play these uh these la these last two. She Loki. Hi, I just want to say that I love the name of this title. Aaron is said. I mean, I don't think y'all could have said it any better. Earth is ghetto, especially now. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Me and, every day. Me and, every day, me and Sydney pray that an asteroid comes to hit us. <laughs> Bro, like, honestly, don't look up. I don't know if any of y'all have seen that movie. Why does that look like a fantasy to me now? That's that would, terrible. Don't look up. It's some, that's, that movie is funny, but that is some scary shit because America, we love capitalism so much, we would try to even make a profit off of an asteroid that is heading towards us. Like, we could, like, move it out of the way, but do you know how much we could mine from it? <sighs> like, I... And, and I would be just like... I would get all the drugs. I just want to let everybody know. I would get all the drugs. I would get all the people that I would love, uh, all the people around me, maybe a couple people I want to be fucking in the end. I, like, whatever's going on, like, I'm a, I'm a, it's going to be a party, bitch. That's all I know. <laughs> 
Um, it's a read. Wow, sweetie said that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've been saying that for years. I would love yeah. two male partners. I've been saying that for a while, and the looks, baby, the side eyes, all of that. Oh, so that yeah. Um, I really wonder why culturally black folks have this such aversion towards homosexuality. Um, I know the history, um, but like, I don't know. It's just so much. It's so layered. Listen, tap me in coach. Okay. Um, the reason why (laughs) is because of colonization, because when because uh, you have to remember homophobia is a european uh, is a european export not homosexuality homophobia is a european export because in africa before colonization we weren't even giving our children's gender until they got older because we wanted to figure out what energy they emoted okay that's how far beyond we fucking were before colonization decided to go ahead and digi devolve us back to where the fuck they were and put patriarchy all over it and honestly um slavery didn't help because after because remember they were using um rape on men as punishment and that's why you have to remember that's why all the hoteps are like oh you know homosexuality comes from slavery no you read further (laughs) read another book they love to hang on. They will not put the Willie Lynch letters down. We like, like you said, Africa before colonization. Hell, as far back as twenty four hundred BC, Africa was hella queer, hella gender fluid. They didn't gender wasn't even a thing. Like you said, they went out for the energies. Many of the gods that they worshipped, because again, Christianity was that's a different topic. Many of the gods mm. they worshipped were androgynous, male and female. Male and fe- and because I study and practice African spirituality, for as a Black queer person, I have never felt more at home in my religion. I regularly meet African spiritualists who are queer, who are who are celebrating and uh, oh, celebrating o- Obatala and all of their ancestors and all, like it is. I had never felt so seen in my fucking life. And so if you are black and queer, I suggest doing some research, baby, because when I say it is healing, knowledge is healing. To the black queer, to the black queer people that are listening or happen to be listening, do not let these uh, straight black men, hoteps, Hebrew Israelites, whatever, tell you that being gay is a white thing. Being gay has always been an African thing. Homophobia came from colonization because they saw the power Period. in the multiple the power and the multiplicity of blackness and they saw progress in that shit. So to be homophobic, if you're black and you're homophobic, you're actually contributing to white supremacy. And, and, and on top of that, you have to remember, and we're willing to admit it in certain spaces, but not in others, because as African people, as the descendants of African people, we have to remember that twerking was something that we didn't call twerking, by the way, but it was, uh, it was literally just how we celebrated. It is African, just being ourselves. And we will go ahead and trace that back to Africa, but we won't trace our queerness back to Africa. We won't, uh, we won't um, um, trace our, our just sexual fluidity, which is natural and okay. Stop pretending that straight is a default. It's uh, like, when it comes to this, that's why I'm, the more I do research on gender and just sexuality, that's why I keep saying there are more bisexual men out here than you like to, than society likes to think that there is. This whole oh, women are more fluid than men is bullshit. I can't I no. can show you my 
DMs now of DL niggas who I, I've always wondered what it's like. It's more bisexual men out here than we like to pretend that there is. The only reason that they're not um, they're not open about it because they've been socialized to believe that they're going to hell if they do. Stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell right now. Oh, listen, child. I'm gonna play these last three. Uh, Wilson. This is random, but have you ever heard of the trend on TikTok called name something that black people, especially older black people, don't want to hear? Yes. I actually wanted to hop on that trend, but I was just like, I don't, I don't want to fight in my, in my comments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started to do that too. I was going to say Christianity wasn't for black folks, but I would, I said, I ain't going to piss some people off this Sunday morning. <laughs> Listen, I was just like, let me, let, like, let me wait until like, you know, uh, you know what, now that we have the show, we're going to have to, but uh, damn it. I don't want to engage with the with the phobics. I just don't. Uh, she low-key. Sid, you better talk about this whole African spirituality thing and the fact that they used to observe the baby's energy again. I, 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 you're right. We should be going off of the person's energy. We should be going off the intangibles. But yeah, we've got this checkbox culture and we're all in this capitalistic game ca casino of a game and on top of it it's a whole bunch of capitalistic ass zombies walking around when when people are broke when people are desperate when people can't get enough money they stop thinking they stop planning they stop living and we got the walking dead we're surrounded by the walking capitalism ass dead that's the thing People act like words like non-binary or like transgender or just now becoming a non-binary people have always existed, even especially in Africa, androgynous, all of these things. But so as black people, we don't like to be put in boxes, but we can't wait to put other people in the box. What what the the, the irony motherfucker? It's like I swear all of these hotep nigadactos be out there trying to put everybody. Not in a not motherfucking box. But please don't do it to me because I'm a man. Like, I need I need it to stop. I need it to end. Uh, it's a read. Oh, uh, I love... See? Mm -mm. This is why I love y'all right here. Because we need to hear this... Somebody play this on replay so they can <laughs> understand. Because they are so wrapped up. Everything um, bad... Uh, according to them, came for European uh, but but homophobia, hom but homophobia. Nah, I'm like tongue tied because I'm so excited to hear people talk about this conversation and it not be so ugh. Oh my god, yeah. But y'all right, you're absolutely right, and I agree. Um, we have had queerness and African spirituality for the longest. I don't get why we keep denying it. Baby, when I tell you we were so free to do whatever the fuck, we had titties out, bones in our noses, not giving a fuck, minding our own business. I say it all the time. Black people may not, <clears throat> straight black folks may not want to admit this, but we will not get anywhere until we deal with this homophobia that's in our community, transphobia, and pretend like, because I don't care how many meetings these people holding these panels talking about, oh my God, the government is making the black man gay and the government is breaking up the black family, all this other bullshit. Until they deal with this shit that they going, 
we ain't gonna get nowhere. I don't care how how much you try to remix it, what Bible Bible verses you try to pick. We're not gonna get anywhere. We're gonna stay divided until we acknowledge that. Listen, when I say we are such in a chokehold with the conspiracy theories and reference to the gay agenda, I remember when the Flint water crisis happened and the water obviously is fucking poisoned, right? Tell me why on Hotep websites I was seeing like, oh, this is how they making the children gay through the water. I'm like, it's lead poisoning, you stupid bitch. No, you're lying to me right now. <laughs> I don't, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm the not. Breaking news. Water can make you gay. <laughs> Bruh, but I'm when I say... I'm not surprised. They don't claim it now. Because, you know, people's actual brain function went down because of the lead poisoning. So I'm now not, I guess they was like, oh, maybe it really is lead. Of course. I'm not surprised to hear that shit because I literally hear niggas saying, oh, my God, it's gay now to eat Lucky Charms or it's gay to wipe your own ass because I don't <laughs> like play. What? What? Fuck. We're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Like, honestly, the, when, um, uh, listen, we were talking about Walking Dead and shit. Like, I'm not sure how this shit is going to end. But that, that has got to be an interesting topic that I'm going to have to do some research on. Like, just going through the different uh, ways that we're going to end ourselves. Are we going to try and cure uh, global warming um, but by using some kind of cooling system and then we just freeze the earth to its core? What are we going to do? I have ideas. Um, <laughs> because... Like I said, I get 70 more years, if that. I I, I don't take, like, especially, like, because I had a conversation with my mother. She was like, well, now you need to get your master's now, so you can you need to try to do this, and next thing you know, you can be, become a billionaire. I said, Mom, I don't take none of this shit seriously anymore. It's billionaires who didn't even fucking go to high school. I'm not interested in taking, like, doing all these things. I'm just focused on being happy That's and doing what I want to do. Bruh, you are not even lying. I know specifically the guy who started Spirit Mobile, Spirit Airways. Like, listen, he's just some old Australian dude. And then I say this nigga did not go to school for nothing. <laughs> but you want me to go get it. Listen, and you have to remember, for Black people in this country, Black women are actually the most educated in the U.S. So you know what, what's even worse? That means they have the most student debt. Mm. They're the most in the hole. <laughs> so when you're, listen, I'm, mm, let me stop. But I want to, I, I guess the question that I want to pose at this point is even if we have all of the information telling them about African sexuality, telling them that we had, didn't have a, 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 we had, we didn't have a binary system before colonization to tell them that homophobia is a European export. But before that happened, everybody was able to live their fucking lives. And I'm pretty sure that's the way it was in a lot of different continents before the British were coming, before because that happened. It was like that in a lot of continents because sexuality is fluid as fuck. It's a spectrum. Bro, when you talk about um, indigenous people in certain like, um, like I've seen all kinds of amazing paintings in like Hindu culture, like all kinds of like stuff where you're just like, so you just want to hide all this from us? Like the like gay people just showed up in 1970? Like, is that what we're really doing? Like that shit is crazy to me. Uh, we'll start from the bottom, inspired. I think, honestly, college, university, it depends on what you want to become. You know, if you're looking to become a doctor, a lawyer, you know, uh, 
anything yeah. like that, then yeah, you do have to go to college or university. That's the only way to get the job. You know, but yeah. if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a business owner, I'll tell you right now, you do not need college, you do not need university, you don't Thank even need you. high school. You know, it's Bruh. um you need to have your basic obviously English skills, reading, writing, <laughs> grammar, etc. Right. But um but other than that, we have access to everything that's free. Um, you know, everything is free. It's, you know, if, if you wanted to learn how to do marketing and advertising, you could watch a couple of videos on YouTube and you will become a master in marketing and advertising. And I tell people these days, it's not about school. It's not about education. It's about investing time in yourself, in your self growth. You know, if you sit there and you. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yo, I'm so glad he said that. And I'm not going to go into all my business right now. But um, I know for a fact that whenever I would apply for a job, because I, and I think and I honestly, I think kind of homeschooling for this. If I didn't know something. Oh, baby, I was going to know about an interview. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. When's the interview? Uh, give me some time. I got you. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> you think I'm going to come here not knowing what the fuck I'm supposed to know? You're out of your goddamn mind. I remember once and this is a true story. I'm I, I I'm fucking terrible, but it's okay. I can't be sued. I ain't got no money. Um, but um, I remember that I um applied. Uh, I decided I just wanted to work with animals, right? And um, I decided I wanted to go work on this horse ranch. And this guy had a app. He had like a. I was just driving by and I saw a sign. I need a new ranch hand. Do you know I went home and just looked up a bunch of YouTube videos like how to walk horses out of trailers, how to saddle them, how to muck out a stall, looking up all of the verbiage and all the shit like that. I went to that next interview. He's like, how long have you been a ranch hand? About a year. Yeah. Yo, when I say the scariest part... <laughs> was when I got there the first day and he's like, we got two horses on the trailer across the acre. Can you get them for me? And I was like, uh-huh, what? <laughs> I worked there for almost a year. Listen, <laughs> I got them horses off the trailer. But I want people to understand in just in that story alone that whenever you really want to put your mind to something, the the information is there and available just like inspired said uh, said you don't always need a degree i gotta pass a microsoft excel test or something like that i'm watching youtube videos i'm going and looking at articles i'm like pulling up tests that i can go ahead and do pre-tests and shit so i know how good i am and what i need like bro trade school Trade school. Stop going to these four-year universities and they go ahead and take all your fucking money. Trade school. Sorry, just had to put that out there. Um, inspired. You can be anything you want to be. It's just determination, mindset. You need to be driven. You need to be motivated. You need to want it. And I find these days in 2022, there's more and more lazy people and people say they want it, but they're not willing to put in the work for it. You know, honestly, at the end of the day, we have a shitload of resources and information that's available to us free. Right now, I could go on YouTube and learn how to fix my own car, how to become a marketer, how to become an advertiser, etc. You just got to do the research and and be driven and motivated. Now. I will say this inspired. I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I don't want to call it laziness because I don't know if your parents are immigrants or not. Mine are. We were socialized in that way. 
where you have to go get it by any means. In America, they're like, well, no, you go to school. And then after you go to school, you have to go do this in order to get a degree. And like, that's the way that they are socialized. So I don't want to call it laziness. I honestly want to call it indoctrination because they believe, oh, if I don't have this piece of paper that I'm not worth shit. That, that like that is that is a very real belief for them. Like, do you know how many kids, especially Black American kids, were just like, "I'm gonna give my mom this degree. I don't give a fuck what's going on. I don't give a fuck what it's in." Uh, especially the ones that ha didn't graduate before. Oh, I'm gonna make sure I get this. Until and then, honestly, later on, you realize, God damn, I could have went to trade school and did refrigerator technician, and I wouldn't have to deal with this shit right now. Like you, like I, I, I'm being on. So I don't want to go ahead and uh, like I understand exactly where you're coming from because that was also my mindset. But as I got older, I had to kind of stop looking at it as laziness because it's literally indoctrinated. Like when your parents are immigrants, in your mind, there's a lot of places that you can't go and don't have access to. So you have no choice but to be able to search for all of that free information. But when you're indoctrinated in a society where, no, this is what you do, this is how you do things, that's it's 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 different, you know? So I just wanted to put that out there. Period. Um, Go ahead. Oh, I was just, um, I guess going back to the topic. Uh, so, well, just sexuality in general. What do you, because I, I think I've asked you this before. Where do we go from here as Black people when it comes to our knowledge on sexuality? Because I'm telling you now, a lot of these niggas really think that gayness or queer or whatever came from either the government or white folks. It's like, no, Black queer people, Black trans people, Black uh, gender non-conforming people have always been here since the beginning of time. The reason you're just now seeing Black queer folks and Black trans folks come out is because unlike the white LGBT community, we didn't have access to the resources. We didn't have the ability to like move into these gay buildings. No, and no 100%. So they're thinking, oh, where are all these Black gay folks coming from? I thought it was just white folks. Or the LGBT community got more rights than Black folks when we know that you can be Black and gay at the same fucking time. Um, as far as what we can do, is, and I'm and like I, I don't suggest, um, and I can't say I'm going to suggest this for everybody. But honestly, one of the things that I do is I try to call it out every time. And especially, and not even, and not really like as much online because people are just committed to misunderstanding. The people in my personal life, when they say anything ignorant or anything like that, oh, we calling it out, baby. We having a whole history lesson. Don't try to get off the phone with me right now. <laughs> we got to talk about it. Like the, it's, a, do, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? So I feel like the one, one of the things that I feel like is going to be so important for us to do is to call it out in our interpersonal circles. Um, and to also make sure to call it out with the people who we invite into our circles to know that you can't have access to me and be ignorant. Mm. That's how serious it has to get as far as I'm concerned. My mom was born 1960. She knows what I know. We're in a very different place, me at 35, than we were when I was 17. Let's be very clear. But the fact that she was willing to go with me on that journey and the fact that she was willing to learn all of the things that I was learning, that she was willing to go ahead and decolonize her mind. That was something that was very important because I don't think that we would have had a relationship otherwise because I don't do the whole love the sinner, not the sin bullshit. I don't do the whole, I love you, but I really deep down hate you. I, I don't get, like that. 
I had to get my own mama together the other day. Uh, well, not the other day. This is like a couple, a few months ago. She was like, well, love the sinner, hate the sin. And that's like, I love you. I was like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense because that is a, still a, a huge part. That is, that's me. That's like white folks saying, oh, you're, uh, I like black folks, but you know, just don't be doing too much. Don't be too loud. Don't be too ghetto. I'm not trying to hear that bullshit right now. No, no, I, I that that is something that I'm so I'm so far from. But I I've gotten to the point where I'm only in spaces that desire and uplift my existence. And once we decide that those are the only places that we will go, we will find more community. We have to stop trying to put the square peg into the circle hole at this point. We have to stop, like, I feel like that's one of the ways that it's going to spread because it's like, no, you don't get access to the things that I can give you. I can't be your good Judy. I can't do your nails and slay your hair while you don't show up for me. You So you so you have to, I feel like you really have to be on, on that end of it, I believe. Um, gonna play Shiloh Key. And you know what? I'm gonna build off of what Inspired said. You could be whatever you wanna be, but you need to know the game. You need mm. to know the game. If you're going to a four-year university, don't take out more loans than the job that you're going to be able to get while you're in school. So make sure you get a degree that's going to have enough money for you in that loan, period. Yeah. If you're going to go to trade school, make sure you will make enough money in that trade before, you know, let's say you're doing something that's laborious before your body goes out. You know, like exactly. people have to start making decisions with strategy. That's half the battle right there. Yeah, but and, and but the thing about it is they're never taught any kind of strategy. We're literally taught to go to school, get married, get a degree, and then die. That's like that's that's literally what the makeup is. And it's and it's up to the rest of us to continue to think outside the box. And um, obviously, I am no kind of financial guru. I'm going through it, too. OK, but um, I need people to understand that it is so important that we have to look at a different perspective. A hundred percent when it comes to that, especially that. Um it's a read. Aaron, no, Sid is not lying. I remember that. I remember that. Them trying to tie gayness to the water supply in Flint. I, I actually remember that. So what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Breaking news. Flint, you're probably gay. I hate it here. Where's the asteroid? Earth is ghetto. I want to leave every fucking day waiting for aliens to pick me up and realize I'm their people maybe you were missing one um or maybe I could step into a time machine and go before colonization like a couple hundred years so I could live my life you know what I'm saying like <laughs> I don't even know anymore the paranoia of being gay in this society is crazy to me I cannot tell you it's it's gay to breathe the same air as the same as a nigga that's in the room with you. It's gay to drink out the water bottle if, if the nigga because y'all sharing spit, which means y'all might as well be dating. Apparently, it's gay to right. do a lot. This, if that's the case, because it's straight shit everywhere. So if that's the case, then wouldn't that mean I'm straight? Because I have a friend that's a girl, and but since that's the case, and I drink after her, so that means I'm straight now. 
bro listen the the, the mental gymnastics that they continue to do in order to try to make us the freaks and weirdos while they stare at each other's dicks and then watch porn together and then tell me like, oh yeah, never. Oh, oh sir, you know what? Get the fuck out of my face. I'm not going to argue with anyone with a three-in-one body wash. I, 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 I'm just not going to do it. I'm really not. Like, so, you know, that's just what, that's just what it is. Um, so I didn't realize we only got five minutes. <laughs> Do you see the time, ho? Uh, we're gonna play a few more messages, then we got to go, y'all. Bruh, I just wanna say, like, I hate that gay is even a thing. Like, love who you wanna love, fuck who you wanna fuck. That's it. Why? Why does anyone care about nice? who wants to have a relationship with whom? Trust me. The world is overpopulated anyway. We've got plenty of heterosexuals holding it down. So I don't know why people are so concerned when someone is queer. I mean, damn. It's not like we have a lack of babies. I keep saying like, because <sighs> people act like it's the end. Of the, you got way more stuff to be worried about than who dick I'm sucking or who fucking me in the ass or whatever. But that's always <laughs> it's, not, it's almost like straight people think about gay shit more than actual gay folks. Girl, we ain't going to get nowhere. Yo, I am just not going to. Um, uh, we actually had a show the other night um, that was on Hotep's, and I'm going to quote uh, one of the clips that we had where I'm not going to take on your paranoia. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. You're just like, oh, they're coming to get me. They're going to make me like, yo, if your masculinity can be crumbled by lace socks, Look, Keith Stanfield looks so fun. I'm sorry. By, by, by lace socks, then your masculinity really wasn't an actual thing to begin with. Because I don't, gonna... hear, I don't hear a woman saying, oh, I'm being effeminated. It's always these men. I'm being emasculated. Every chance I hear, it's always that. And some girls yeah. like, oh, well, it's just unnatural, which we all know it's it is natural. Over 400 different species, homosexuality is natural. I'm not trying to hear that shit. But I told her, I said, well, girl, even if it was unnatural, what are you going to do about it besides nothing? <laughs> Look, I know what to say. I told her, I said, let's say, let's say it is unnatural. What the fuck are you going to do about it besides bitch and complain? Because we're still here after all these centuries later. What are you going to right. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. And, and the worst part is, I think that's what makes them the most upset. The fact that it doesn't matter what they decide to do, whether you're passing don't say gay bills in Florida, you're trying to make sure that if anybody, um, uh, any kids are just different con gender conforming, that you're making them suffer in fucking Texas. Like we're literally passing as many anti-gay, anti-trans laws as we possibly can, especially in the South. And I, I'm just at a point where it's like, I'm not about to argue with you fucking crusty mayonnaise, Velveeta, Voldemort following bitches no more. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So argue with your fucking mammy. And, I, and, and that goes for all of the bigots. That goes for the hoteps. That goes for the, anybody who's anti-me. Fuck you too. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying, this whole, that's not normal, natural, what is normal, what is natural, that definition of what is normal changes every fucking day, there's no sustained hmm. normal, get out my face with that shit, bruh, 
Like I'm, I'm so it, like that when I say that argument is tired, it is done. When I say what we could possibly do that's going to help us next is I want every single person that is listening or that you could send this to, I need you to live your fucking life exactly the way that you want to. You are literally going to be the orchestrator of your fucking dreams. Do not let anybody take that shit away from you. I don't care what they talking about. And, and honestly, we need to get to the point where we are going to only be in spaces that uplift us, not fucking tolerate us. Period. Ooh, bitch, you preaching today, bitch, and I don't even go to church. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This is the only church I go to, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's almost the same okay. amount, you know? <laughs> I go to the church uh, three days a week, period. And it's this fucking church right here, black and queer as hell. Hey, bruh, okay. So, oh my goodness. I just want to, first and foremost, I want to I wanna thank y'all for um, engaging with me today. Um, after this, unfortunately, I'm going to be a little personal. I'm actually going to be putting down my 18 year old cat. And I just wanna let you guys know that all of the love that you guys send me when you guys get here, when I'm going through personal struggles that I think on that shit and it makes me feel so warm and so happy. And I just wanna thank every single person for continuing to show up for me and Aaron for this podcast, continuing to grow this platform with us. And today is gonna be like a really sad day, but I just wanna say that you make it so much easier to breathe knowing that we have community absolutely absolutely i'm going to play one more message from groovy because we haven't heard from them okay yes they can't kill the truth they can't legislate it out of us they can't beat it out of us they can't kill it out of us queer people are going to be here and um period what uh, they try to do, what genocides they decide to perpetrate. History keeps a record of the truth, but beyond history, evolution keeps a record of the truth. We are sacred. We are divine. We have a calling and purpose, both spiritually and evolutionarily. And um, I appreciate this show, and I cannot wait for the aliens to come and rescue me. Period. Oh, me too, ho. If you, and listen, if anybody gets the alias first, I better see a DM. You better take me with you, ho. I'm, girl, I'm serious. Look, I've been sending the aliens text messages. They just keep leaving me on red. I'm like, girl, come pick me up. Earth is ghetto. Bruh. No, listen, every time they drive by, they're just like closing all the windows. Like, click, click. Like, we're not trying to go over there. <laughs> look, even even the aliens, girl, even the aliens said, girl, we can't pick y'all up. Y'all, it's too, y'all finna kill yourselves anyway and y'all own humanity. So what's the point of us going over there? Listen, we'll, we'll come back when you when y'all finished and just come and clean up the grass. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, again, I, I just want to thank you guys for all of your engagement for this podcast. And we're going to have Aaron take us out. Period. It's your boy, Aaron, a.k.a. your favorite butch queen, giving you all the tea and all the shade. Me and Sydney do this every Monday, Wednesday and Friday morning, 9 o'clock a.m. Central Standard. 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. You can follow me and Sydney's Instagram, which is in our bios. You can follow our podcast Instagram page, earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And same for our new TikTok, which we just created as well. Period.
All right. So again, remember to come back and and come and play with us some more. Okay. And just always remember that being queer is African. We're gonna see y'all in the next one. Peace. Bye, hoes. <laughs>